come to Open Forum in the Villages, a show where we talk about issues, clubs, and activities going on here in the Villages, Florida. This is Mike Roth talking to you on the first episode of Open Forum for the Villagers. In this show, we're going to talk to leaders in the community, leaders of clubs, interesting folks who live in the villages, to give a perspective of what's happening here in the villages and information that I think all villagers should have. Our first guest next week will be Don Wiley. Don is the chairperson of Community District Number 10, and he is also on the uh, Project-Wide Advisory Committee as, as the chairperson. And in, in addition to teaching drones at the Richmond Academy, Don is taking on the project of running for the Sumter County Commission. Don is going to be an extremely interesting guest. I'm going to probably interview him over a couple of week period so that all of our listeners can get to know Don and what he stands for. In subsequent weeks, we'll be talking about the improvisational theater company here in the villages, of which I'm a part, and of which I am the leader. And I'm going to have my co-leader, Larry Rodkin, come in and talk about some of the things we've done in the past and some of our future endeavors. The improvisational theater company is available for meetings of other clubs, and we do performances of about an hour for them. Our public shows are about twice a year. Our next one is October 28th at Rohan, and I will let you know when tickets become available for that show. During the show, we may have time to take questions from audience members, so always be ready to give us a call or send in a text message. We hope to add a new episode every Friday at 9 a.m. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Don Wiley to record episode number one of Open Forum in the Villages. I'm going to be releasing my conversation with Don in three episodes, each one about 15 minutes. In addition, for our future paid subscribers, you will they will have early access to shows as well as subscribers will have extra material that will be available to them. In future shows, we'll be talking about the Improvisational Theater Club, some of its productions. We'll be talking about some of the things the automobile clubs in the villages are doing, like the M. Benz Club or Mercedes Benz Club. We'll be talking about the Boomer Humor Club, and we'll be talking to other people of interest in, in and around the villages. So let's get on to the interview, Don. Uh, Don in the past, has uh, been a nuclear reactor operator for the U.S. Navy on submarines. Correct. Yeah. I was always interested in submarines, and when I was in the sales training business, David Sandler's algorithm for the selling system was an old battery-powered World War II submarine, <laughs> where if anything went wrong, you took out the two-by-fours and stopped the leak. Well, <laughs> it's not four. quite that way these days. Yes. Uh, anyway, Don, when did you move here to the villages? Eight years ago in April. April, eight years ago. Currently, you're the supervisor for CCD number 10. CDD 10, yes. CCD. I'm, I'm uh, one of the supervisors. I've been on the board for about seven and a half years now. I'm the current chairman. I have been for the last four years. Okay. You're also chairman for the advisory committee, the joint? Project-wide advisory committee, yes. I'm, I've been the chairman for that for about a year and a half. Okay. 
In addition to that, you have your own little business called Gold Wingnut, where you do uh, flyover videos of the construction in the video in the uh, villages, as well as doing some private work where you shoot videos for people who purchase homes and want to see them remotely. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Gold Wingnut Productions is a company. Um, it's just a small media company. Mm -hmm. The uh, most people know the the Gold Wingnut videos on YouTube, where I do the construction updates. Uh, doesn't pay the bills. No. So, <laughs> How many of them have you done on these flyover uh, videos? Well, when we get done here tonight, I'm going to go home and continue editing number 112, which is due out in a couple of days. Okay. How frequently do you actually release those? Uh, you know, it's varied from weekly to monthly. I, I, I target uh, twice a month. Other than that, it becomes too much effort to put it out. There's a lot of editing involved. Um, and uh, too few than that, then there becomes too much material. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, definitely a balancing act. But I found t twice a month is about right. So how many drones do you actually fly? Well, legally, I, I, legally, I only fly one at a time. Okay, you fly <laughs> one at a time. But how many drone ships do you have or aircraft? I have seven, I think, maybe eight. Uh, I only use, uh, for my, my YouTube videos, uh, three or four of them, uh, just because one has a zoom lens on it. The other two are just my, my go-to birds. And I've got a little tiny one I use called a, a Mavic Mini for when I want to get into some really tight places. Uh, it does just as well as the other birds, but uh, it doesn't cost as much if I screw up. If it crashes into <laughs> something. Yes, if it crashes, which has happened on occasion. Mm -hmm. what, what is the average cost of the... Go-to drones. Um, they're about seventeen hundred dollars a piece. Seventeen hundred dollars a piece. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I have, I actually have three of those. I only use two of them for flying. One of them is called a Chinese New Year's edition. It's, it's red. It's got a dragon painted on it. They only made about a thousand. I, I don't fly it. It's strictly for show. Strictly for show. Yeah. The other one is black, and one of them is white. And mm -hmm. which one I use just depends on the skies, which way is it, which one is easier to see in the air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've been flying drones now for how many years? Five years. Five years. And and how many of them have actually crashed into something or run out of batteries <sighs> too far off the ground? I really, I've only had five, maybe six crashes. I don't consider a battery failure that that a battery that died in midair that shouldn't have um, a crash. Um, that's my fault. But I've ran into a couple of palm trees um, just a couple of weeks ago. I did what I tell my students not to do. I took my eyes off the bird and uh, I ended up flying sideways into a pine tree. Mm. So, but it's been fixed and uh, it's back in the air. Okay. Now, do you fix them yourself? <laughs> no, 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 no. These are, that's like asking, do you fix an iPad yourself when you break it? No, it's, it's much too complex. I send it off for repair. They, there's a, a type of insurance that the manufacturer offers. You know, I had a $1,400 aircraft that crashed and it cost me $120. And mm -hmm. they, did, they didn't even fix it. They just give me a new one. So it's like, okay, I'll take a new one. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a good way to do it. Okay. So in addition to, to all of those occupations and tasks, you're also running for the Sumter County Commission. Yes, I am. Um, even though I've been uh, serving the, the CDDs for the last uh, eight years, mm -hmm. you know, seven and a half, whatever, it, it was time to uh, step up and uh, run for county commissioner. I, I wasn't happy with what I was seeing in the people that have been elected recently. And the opportunity and the timing was right. 
So I made the decision to go for Sumter County Commission. So which seat are you running for? Uh, it's uh, District 5. District 5. Right. Which is um, this, I guess we'll call it the south central part of uh, the villages, basically the area between 466A and 44 and uh, going about a half a mile north of uh, 466A also. Uh, not quite out to Buena Vista, but, mm -hmm. but going to the east of the county line. Okay. So it's a pretty big swath of people, mainly in the villages. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all villages residents. However, county commissioners are elected not by the district that they're in, but as, um, at large. So everybody in the county is voting for all the county commissioners. Mm -hmm. That was uh, the goal of the Sumter One initiative about, uh, it's been almost 20 years ago now that they right. did that. Uh, I don't remember the exact timeline, but uh, so I have to represent not just villages residents, but I'll have to represent all the residents of Sumter County, which is, is the right thing to do. The way the county's structured right now with the villages population, Basically, at the next election, we're looking at four of the county commissioners mm -hmm. coming out of the villages mm -hmm. just because of the, the population size, which would really put the rest of the county at a disadvantage. So by being elected at large, even though four of us may live in the villages, we have to represent the interest of all the, all of the Sumter County. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, it's a good thing. Uh, it obviously makes it much more difficult to run a campaign. You know, there's a, there's a movement out to reverse Sumter one. The only thing that that, that uh, serves is the people running for office. Because then I could just focus on just running here in the villages. Mm -hmm. Now, because of the Sumter one initiative, uh, I have to I have to be in touch with the entire county. And it's it's a big county. It, it's a big county. Uh, it's a very diverse county. Uh, most people in the villages don't get outside the bubble, and, and I think that's a real shame because there is a lot to see. Uh, I get to see a lot of it on the motorcycle. You go out mm -hmm. riding. It's a beautiful county, very lush, very green, lots of farmland. Lots real, of farms. Lots of farms. Some really, really good restaurants that most people don't don't realize are there. Really? Yeah. An example. Uh, Catfish Johnny's over in Lake Pan Panasofsky. Okay. I, I can never get that name right. Uh, but yeah, Catfish Johnny's, really good food, a very reasonable price. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's they're just scattered all over the county definitely worth a trip out you know i hear a lot of complaints oh we need more restaurants here in the in the villages no you need to venture out you need to explore but by the same token the businesses outside of the villages don't really target basically where the money is mm -hmm. uh, and and try and get people out of the villages come to their restaurants come to their businesses i know we we went to a restaurant, uh, it was a shrimp place that had opened on Lake Panasofsky. Stayed open for about three or four months, then closed up. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty good spot. Yeah. Food was good. Prices were reasonable. Yeah. I've been to several of the restaurants in Lake Panasofsky, and the, it's always been good. Um, a couple of them, like you said, have gone under. So, um, yeah, I think we all need to work together. Right. Right. So you're in the primary election in August? Right. The primary is August 23rd. Uh, currently, right now, for District 5, there are three people that are attempting to run, myself being one of them. There is no Democrats or independents 
or write-ins uh, that have qualified yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so the election will be open to everyone in the county, Democrat, Republican, or independent. If someone were to, as would happen during the last election, decide to run as a Democrat or as an independent, uh, then we would have a closed primary and it would just be Republicans voting for those three candidates. And then they would go up against the other individuals in the November election. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't happen, if nobody else is running but the three Republicans, then whoever wins the primary will win the seat. There, there would be no, nothing no election in November. There would for... be no election in November. Okay. And there are four county seats, commissioner seats available? Yes, right? four of the county commissioner seats are available. Two of them were scheduled and two were because of the... Um, Premature retirements. <laughs> it was a very unfortunate uh, issue. Um, at this point, we're going to let the courts work it out. Yeah. Other than that, it would be it would be irresponsible, premature to, to pass judgment. Can't talk about it. Okay. Let's talk about when you moved here. You you decided to uh, run for the uh, CDD board number ten where you live. Why did you do that? Coming out of the Navy. Well, actually, I had been uh, I, I'd been out of the Navy for quite a few years. I retired in '99. Uh, okay. And we moved here in '14. I've always been actively in, involved in running a whatever organization or community I was involved with. in the Navy. I was always busy with lots of extracurricular activities uh, on the ship. In my last community, I was head of the uh, HOA for um, six, six out of the seven years I lived there. Okay. I made the mistake. I made the mistake after one year of going to a meeting and uh, complaining about some of the, the bookkeeping that was being done. The, Current chairman. So you were was, went to this board meeting. Yeah. Uh, and then they you you made a complaint about the way they were doing the accounting. Yes. And so they made you the president of the board. Yeah. They the the rest the rest of the residents named me as chairman um, of the HOA. And funny funny same thing happened to me in California. Yeah, never open your mouth. You'll get it. <laughs> you were elected. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, we moved here. Um, I decided to try and understand better how this community was run. So I started attending the uh, CDD meetings. I went to two of them. And uh, then I found out that there was uh, an election seat opening. So I uh, put in for it. The rest is uh, history, as they say. Okay. Uh, I ran for re-election four years ago. I won by a very slim margin, 11 votes. Wow. It was, uh, it was an, an interesting election. I, I don't like mudslinging, but that's where things kind of went. Uh, at least on the other side of the aisle, um, but uh, good sense prevailed, mm -hmm. and I got reelected. Um, but uh, it's you know it, it's it's a very enlightening position. You know you definitely start to understand better how this community works. It's a it's a I don't want to say it's complicated, it's complex uh, in in the inner workings of our local government with the CDDs. But it's proven itself to be very very effective. I think we get a lot for our we get a lot for our money if you will our maintenance assessments are relatively low and uh you know it, it takes care of a lot of things that most people don't realize it does good thank you don and we'll be back next week to continue the conversation thank you mike appreciate you having me